Welcome. Come in. I'm Tammy Grimes. When was the last time you looked at your high school yearbook? Ever wonder what's happened to your old school chum? What became of the girl most likely to succeed? The boy voted most popular. How about yourself? Did you turn out the way you thought you would? Take a look. You just may find that those yellowed old photos hold a truer, more accurate portrait of personality than you could ever hope to uncover today. Chief, I knew this guy in school, and he was no good then. I can't shake this feeling he was up to no good out there last night. What are you saying? He killed his wife? Come on. I can't accuse a guy of murder based on your high school memories. Put away the past, Mrs. Rossman. Go home. His wife? Of course. She may be the missing person. Watch it now. You may find yourself in court being sued for libel. Oh, Chief, if my instincts are right, it's my old schoolmate who'll be trying to stay out of court, not me. Yearbook was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Douglas Dempsey and stars Evelyn Juster. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Get up, get up. What author was it who first offered the advice? Beware living in the past. There's no future in it. His name is buried, no doubt, in the past. Not buried, however, is today's subject, Rose Rothman. At 41 years of age, she is already widowed and spends much of her time reliving the past. Until now, when an unexpected event catapults her back into the real world. She has witnessed something, and now she must prove it was real. Not just her imagination working overtime. Who is it? Police, ma'am. Looking for Rose Rossman. Oh, thank goodness you're here. She's fretting. I was expecting a detective. Oh, frankly, Mrs. Rossman, the incident you reported sounds pretty serious. We don't get but two or three homicides a year here in Lawrence. Well, now I told the officer on the phone. I, I don't know that I actually saw a murder. Well, how about we sit down and you tell me just what you did see? I think I saw a man putting a body into the trunk of his car. I know it sounds crazy. Uh, uh, Mrs. Rawson, please, uh, from the beginning. Hmm? I'm sorry. Well, I was out jogging. I go every night about nine. I, uh, I was running along cold soil road. There's never any traffic. That's why I go there. And just as I got to that little white church, I saw a car up ahead in the haze. It was up on a jack, like it had a flat tire. And a man was there, reaching into the trunk, struggling with something spicy. I could hear him huffing and puffing. I thought maybe he needed help. Hi there. Car trouble? Can I help? I must have surprised him. He slammed his trunk shut really hard. No, uh, no thanks. Are you sure? I could run ahead and send somebody. No, I can handle it. And then he just stared at me. 
It did seem familiar. But it was his expression that really got to me. His eyes had a, a mixture of guilt and, and violence. I got away from there as fast as I could. Mrs. Rossman, did you actually see a body? Well, no. But that look. My instinct tells me I'm right. Ah. And did you get his license number? No. No, I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Can you describe his car? His car? Yes. Uh, fairly new. I don't remember the color. It, it was so dark. I, I was scared. But you do remember his face. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I could identify him definitely. Now, you said you surprised this fellow when you came up behind him? That's right. Perhaps that could account for his expression? Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions. But you must believe me, Chief. Something was wrong there. I know that. Mrs. Rossman, just how long has it been since Ed passed away? Oh, my. A year and three months now. Why? Well, from what I hear, you're practically a recluse. I go out jogging every night. You do that alone. And where do you work? Well, at home. Mm-hmm. I sell magazine subscriptions over the phone. Alone? You don't believe me. You think I'm some lonely old fool who imagined the whole thing. Well, I just think you may be overreacting. My husband was a good cop, Chief Redding. And he taught me how to spot a crime in progress. Suspicion of a crime, Mrs. Rossman. And that's how I'll file it. You may be onto something, but I've got no suspect. Got no body, no missing person. And our patrol car found no crews at the scene. You're telling me to forget it. There's not much I can do. Tell you what. You come over to the station tomorrow morning and look at some mugshots. Maybe you'll recognize someone. Fine. Oh, I hope I do, Chief. Just to show you I'm not over the edge. Besides, I... I can't keep the image of that awful face locked inside me much longer. Chief Redding? Yoo-hoo! Good morning. Huh? Mrs. Rossman! You shouldn't be down here. Firing range is off limits. The sergeant said it was okay. Well, here. Uh, let, let's go in the observer's booth. Oh, right. I have to get you those mug books. Oh, you needn't bother. I know who the suspect is. Oh? How'd you find him? All night long, I kept thinking, how do I know that face? And then I remembered. I knew him in high school. Hmm? Here. I dug out my old yearbook. The Ledger, 1962. <laughs> You're kidding. No, not at all. Uh, turn to page 26. All right. There he is. Walter Laszlo, class president, sports hero, school playboy. And just look at his nickname, Lady Killer. Uh, wait a minute. Isn't this Walter Laszlo, head of Lombardo Construction, member of the city planning board? You know him? Oh, he's a big shot businessman. Well, I wouldn't know. I haven't seen him in 20 years. Until last night. You'd better come upstairs to my office. Hello, Sergeant. Uh, get me a Lombardo Construction, Walter Laszlo's office. 
Well, this is Mrs. Rossman. This fellow Laszlo is very well known. A real pillar of the community. I can't just pick him up. I stand by my story just the same. Well, there are two sides to every story. So we'll get his as well. You're not going to ask him point blank? Not quite. These things can be handled diplomatically. Uh, hello, uh, Mr. Laszlo? Uh, Chief of Police Redding here. Sorry to bother you, but a report came in last night about a disabled vehicle out on Cold Soil Road. The uh, license number seems to match your car. Eh? Flat tire. You had to dig yourself out. Oh, boy. Uh, no injuries, right? Good. Well, thank you. Pardon? No, no, no. I, I can't tell you that. It's it, just some passerby. Right. Goodbye. Oh, it was him. Yes, and he had car trouble, plain and simple. Oh, but he could be lying. Well, we have no evidence to suggest that. And you say you saw a body, but nobody's missing. Chief, I knew this guy in school, and he was no good then. I, I can't shake this feeling that he's guilty of something terrible. And my guess is, it's murder. What do you say? And he bumped off his wife? No, come on. I can't accuse a guy of murder based on your high school memories. Put away the past, Mrs. Rossman. Go home. His wife? Of course. That's who I should look for. She may be the missing person. Watch it now. You go making accusations like that, you'll find yourself in court being sued for libel. Oh, chief, if my instincts are right... It's Walter Laszlo who'll be trying to stay out of court, not me. Hello, Walter Laszlo. Is Mrs. Laszlo there, please? Uh, she's out of town. Uh, can I take a message? I'm calling about a magazine subscription. Any idea when she'll be back? Uh, she just left for Los Angeles. Uh, could be gone a couple of weeks, a uh, month maybe. Oh, dear. And I have such a nice offer this week. Um, maybe I could reach her somewhere long distance? Look, we have all the subscriptions we need, thank you. Are you sure? I'd really like to ask her. Just a minute. Who is this? Um, uh, Miss Scribner. You sound familiar. Have we met? No, I don't think so. I know we've talked. No, really. You, you're the woman on Cold Soil Road. And you reported my car, didn't you? Well, I, uh... I don't know why you're harassing me, lady. But it's only a matter of time before I find out who you are. Come on in, it's open. Hello. I'm, uh, Rose Rossman. Hi, I'm Donald Fisher. Oh, uh, <clears throat> sorry about the clutter. My assistant just quit. Oh, maybe I should come back tomorrow. No, no. Have a seat. Uh, you need a job? I need a detective. I know it sounds unlikely in this little town, but I think I saw a murder. Or the aftermath of one. A murder? Oh, lady, I do matrimonial work. Divorce case, missing persons. You need the police. Well, I've been to the police, but I, uh... I have no proof, and they don't... They don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, why is it I get all the nutcases? Oh, please listen to me, Mr. Fisher. I'm not crazy or paranoid. I did see a man stuff something into his car trunk, and it it looked 
like a body. But you're not certain? It was dark, but I did get a good look at his face. And your gut feeling tells you that he's guilty? Well, yes. But it's more than that. I spoke to this man on the phone just today, and he threatened me. You know who it is? I told you I saw his face. I knew that I'd seen him, and I couldn't think where until I found his picture in my old high school yearbook. Hmm. Hey, that was clever. <laughs> you ask me, you don't need a detective. But I need evidence. Proof. And I'm scared. And the cops, they know all about this? But Chief Redding handled it himself. I think he's afraid to help because the suspect is some big deal businessman. Really? Well, can I ask who it is? A fellow named Walter Laszlo. Laszlo? You're kidding. I got him right here in my file. The chief said he was well-known. Let's see. Lang, Lasky, Laszlo. Yeah, here it is. Uh, is that him? That's him exactly. But this is incredible. But what did he do? I don't know. His wife had me tail him a couple of months back, uh, probably trying to uncover a girlfriend. But after a few days on the job, she asked me to stop. So I never found out. I tried to reach his wife today. Why? Well, I figured if you're going to look for a murder victim, the spouse is the logical place to start. <laughs> right you are. So what did you find? Oh, not a whole lot. Laszlo said she's gone to L.A. That's when he threatened me. Wait a minute. Mrs. Laszlo is out of town? For how long? You wouldn't say. A few weeks, months. We may have something here. There's the old misdirection principle. Misdirection? Sure. Well, that's how a magician works. He does a trick right under your nose while he directs your attention somewhere else. Oh. For example, let's assume your hunch is correct. Walter Laszlo decides to get rid of his wife. So he has her leave town for an indefinite period, only she never really leaves. He kills her right here. Then later, when she doesn't turn up, he reports her as missing in L.A., when the murder was committed right under our nose. <laughs> it's a perfect crime. Mm. Until someone's gut feeling uncovers it. Oh, but we're still working on a hunch. How can we prove it? Uh, see, the first thing would be call the airlines and the hotels in L.A. See if she actually traveled there. Hey, imagine cracking a perfect crime. Uh, it is kind of a long shot. But we'll crack it, won't we? I can help. I'm very persuasive on the phone. Yeah, look, I, I do have to warn you. It won't be fun and games. Not if Laszlo really committed murder. And you want the guy kills, for whatever reason. He'll kill again to protect himself. There's one angle Donald Fisher has not yet considered. Why is Rose Rothman in such a hurry to arrest Walter Laszlo? Is she really that obsessed with this case? Or is something else on her mind? We'll look a little closer in Act Two. If you have managed to dig out that old yearbook, take a look at your senior class. What aspirations do your classmates list? Actor, astronaut, perhaps doctor, or even sports star? Did they fulfill those hopes and dreams? Or were they just blinded by the light of youth? Not all of us fall short, of course. Many, for example, simply choose a different path, often for the better. But for some, 
The disillusionment leaves a bitter taste. One such victim of lofty hopes is Walter Laszlo. Listen carefully, for his career is about to come under scrutiny. Morning, Donald. <laughs> it already? Hi, Rose. Just uh, mapping out our strategy. Oh, looks like you slept here. I did. This is my apartment and my office. <laughs> Why rent two places? Well, you're single, I take it. Yeah, yeah, I guess my work sort of turned me off marriage. Hey, but listen, we got to move fast. Okay, where do we start? First thing is to make sure Mrs. Laszlo is really missing. I'll put you on the phone, checking the airlines and hotels. Do I use my real name? Oh, no. You'll pose as a travel agent. Meantime, I've got to come up with a motive. Why would Walter Laszlo want to kill his wife? I mean, you know, what makes him tick? I brought my old yearbook. You want to see yeah, yeah, that may help. Let's see. Ah, Walter Ernest Laszlo. Nickname, Lady Killer. I don't believe it. Ironic, hmm? He was that kind of guy. Loads of charm, but always taking advantage. You sound like you knew him. Mm-hmm. Vaguely. Uh-huh. Uh, field of study, architecture, ambition, to be my own boss. Hey, this is good. Between this and my file, we should be able to put together a pretty fair little bio on Laszlo. So, he couldn't cut it as an architect. But he used his charm and good looks to marry into the construction business. Which is now owned by his wife. And he isn't even his own boss. So, he resents his wife. Is that a most? No, no, we need more. Something recent, some detail that pushed him over the edge. It says here he placed Maybe. Of course. That's it. Hillsdale Country Club. He's a member. Only problem is, I've been there already. Listen, Rose. Do you play tennis? Oh, not in years. Why? What are you... Well, suppose you made an appointment for a lesson today. Me? Oh, Donald, I'm not a detective. It'll be easy. I know the instructor. Well, if you really think I should. Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. I'll do the phone work. Fine. Then I'm game. I just hope I can still hold a secret. Excuse me, sir. Have you a moment? Yes. How can I help? This list of names. Is this the club roster? Well, that's the tennis ladder, madam. Each time a player wins, he moves up the ladder. Uh, but they're all club members? Yeah, well, that's correct. Are you... Looking for someone? No, I... I just noticed the name of an old school chum, Walter Laszlo. Oh, yes. I, uh... I shouldn't be talking about club members. We haven't even been introduced. Oh, I'm Rose Rossman. I'm here for a lesson. No, Mrs. Rossman, I'm your instructor, Ian Burbick. Oh, marvelous. Yes, well, uh, what part of your game would you like to work on? Serve... Volley backhand. I don't know. It's been years since I played. Well, then we'll start with the basics. Well, I must confess. This wasn't my idea. I'm a widow, oh, and I... I'm sorry. Not too recent, I hope. Well, it's been two years now. My son thinks I should get out and meet people. Well, Hillsdale is perfect for that. Oh, oh don't get me wrong. I'm not looking for a new husband. Just a friend or two. Uh, that's why I was glad to see Walter's name. 
I didn't realize he was a member here. Unfortunately for me, he is. Oh? Well, he's not a favorite of yours. Let's just see. Mr. Laszlo and I don't get on very well. Oh, that's too bad. He was always so friendly in school and so good at sports. What does he do now? He's a business type, wealthy and married. But uh, you may as well know he rather fancies himself a ladies' man. (laughs) He hasn't changed a bit. Um, is that why he chose this Jeanette Russo as his tennis partner? Jeanette? How do you know about her? Why, I see her name on the tennis ladder. She's teamed up with Walter in the mixed doubles category. Well, you are observant. But I'll bet she's young and pretty, isn't she? Uh, Don't waste your time, Mrs. Rossman, on Walter Laszlo. The only thing on his mind is Jeanette. Oh, you mean... You think they're involved? I know they're involved. She used to be my girlfriend. Oh, dear. And I met her at a party and brought her here for a few lessons. She's only 26 and very beautiful. You still like her, don't you? Why should I? She's Walter's partner now. Hello, Rose. Want something to eat? No, no, Donald, just coffee. <laughs> I'm too excited. I take it the tennis lesson went well. Oh, it was terrific. I learned all kinds of things. Great, but first let me tell you, we have got ourselves a solid case. We do? Mrs. Laszlo is missing. Oh. The airline confirmed that a ticket in her name was used to L.A. two nights ago. The same night you saw Walter out on Cold Soil Road. But if she used her ticket, then maybe she is there. Ah, but she's not. I found the hotel she's supposed to be staying in, and guess what? The alleged Mrs. Laszlo rushed in, handed over a credit card, picked up her key, and hustled off to her room. No one got a good look at her, and no one has seen her since. She checked out? Oh, no. Her luggage is still in the room. But she's gone. Disappeared. Missing. I've already alerted Chief Redding, and he's going to have the hotel call Walter Laszlo. Who will, of course, know nothing about it. Oh, but then who made the trip? Who checked in? A double. An imposter. Don't you see? Walter Laszlo had an accomplice. And I know who she is. Walter's tennis partner. And girlfriend. Her name is Jeanette Russo. She's a 26-year-old actress. And An she... actress? Oh, that's perfect. She must have played Mrs. Laszlo. You didn't meet her, did you? No, but I did get her address. Great work. we better pay her a visit. You want me to do it? No, no, not this one. If this girl is in this as deep as we think, she could be dangerous. Yeah? I'd like to speak with uh, Jeanette Russo. Who's calling? Donald Fisher, private investigator. She in some kind of trouble? Well, let's just say she might be. Well, Jeanette's out of town. Well, come on in. I'm Marianne Huber, her roommate. Uh, you wouldn't happen to know where she went. Mm-mm, no, I don't. Um, what kind of trouble do you think she's in? Well, I think a friend of hers may have committed a crime. Who? A fellow named uh, Laszlo. <sighs> that creep. I knew he was up to no good. You know him? Well, I've seen him with Jeanette once or twice. Oh, uh, what's their relationship? Oh, they're involved. What can I say? She works for him sometimes. Works for him? Yeah, freelance accounting. Really? I heard she was an actress. Yeah, well, she went to some drama school. But she's not a professional. But listen, 
I think that Laszlo guy's disusing her. You said he maybe committed a crime? You're not sure? No, I, uh, I can't talk about that yet. Look, Miss Huber, you can help if you would just let me know where Jeanette is. Well, she said she was taking a weekend vacation to relax. But then she packed her pocket calculator. And she never takes that unless she's working. Like I said, she was nervous, distracted. Oh, it all fits. Hey, what's going on? Is Jeanette all right? Probably. But she might be afraid to talk to me. Look, here's my card. If you hear from her, give me a call right away. And if you can't get me, then call Chief Redding at the police station. I don't get it. You got something against Walter Laszlo or what? He's a murderer, and his wife is the victim. I think you're a victim of your own imagination. And Mr. Fisher here is just a little too eager to solve a big case. Oh, just a minute, Red. Well, let's face it, Fisher. You're not a homicide detective. Look, Chief, this case is the real thing. I couldn't find Mrs. Laszlo. And your guys haven't come up with her, right? Well, not yet. Oh, Fisher, come on. The woman's only been gone for two days. I sure hope you're right. But just in case, listen to our theory, okay? Okay, okay. In my office. All right. Let's hear your theory. I found out that Walter Laszlo resents his wife because she runs the family business. So? Everybody knows that. I also found out that he has a young girlfriend, an accountant. We think she's helping him juggle the books. So Walter can get control of the company. If perish the thought, anything should ever happen to the current Mrs. Laszlo. You can prove this? Well, not yet. We'll mm-hmm. have to audit the books. So, what's the rest of your story? Simple. Laszlo decides it's time to get rid of his wife. So he waits till she's about to go off on a trip. Then he kills her, stuffs the body in his trunk, and drives out to Cold Soil Road to dump it. Wait a minute. If he killed her here, how did she manage to turn up in L.A.? It wasn't her. Hmm? It was a double. Jeanette Russo, Laszlo's girlfriend. The way I see it, she dressed up like Mrs. Laszlo, flew to L.A. and checked into the hotel with Mrs. Laszlo's luggage. She unpacked, then disappeared. And presto, Mrs. Laszlo is now missing in Los Angeles. The LAPD can look till they're blue in the face, but they won't find her. She's here, right out on Cold Soil Road. Oh, yeah? Then how come no one showed up for the body? Remember, I said I saw Laszlo putting something in his trunk? Well, he must have been taking something out of his trunk. He pretended to have a flat tire, hauled his wife's body out of the trunk... And then buried her. Look, we searched that area. There was no sign of any digging. Because you didn't look in the most obvious place. The cemetery behind the little white church. What? It's perfect. All he had to do was read the obituaries. See who'd been buried in the last couple of days, then dig up the loose dirt and unload his wife. Who's going to look for a murder victim inside a grave? Uh, I gotta admit, I'm impressed. Even though this sounds airtight, we're nowhere until we find a body, though. That's easy. Just get permission to dig up a few graves. Mm, that's touchy. Without criminal charges, I can't just go in and... Uh, yes. What? When? Hold on, Sergeant. Mr. Sergeant, he's located your body. What? He has? Mrs. Laszlo. She's in L.A. Alive and well. She's on the phone now. You want to speak to her? Hello? 
close your eyes and think hard enough, you can make almost anything seem real. In the case of Donald and Rose, their thinking seems to be faulty. Or is it that Walter Laszlo's perfect crime is even more perfect than they imagined? One way or another, we'll solve things in Act Three. There is a psychological phenomenon that is essential to human sight known as the persistence of vision. Briefly described, it is the lingering effect we usually call an after-image. This lingering effect can be quite haunting. Salvador Dali even named one of his surrealist paintings after it. We, too, might apply the phrase persistence of vision to Rose Rothman, who has fixed an image of Walter Maslow in her mind. That image haunts her. It refuses to go away. And now, Rose must face facts. Recent evidence suggests that her vision is faulty, that no crime has been committed. Thanks for taking me home, Donald. If not for you, I'd be really depressed. All you need is rest. We'll both feel better about this in the morning. But how? How could we have been so wrong about Mrs. Laszlo? I just don't understand it. I'm not sure we are wrong. What do you mean? Well, we don't know for a fact that that was Mrs. Laszlo. Maybe it was Jeanette imitating her voice. Oh, maybe she's reading his right. We should sit back and wait and, until somebody's reported missing. Not if you still believe there's been a murder. My question is, do you? Yes, I do. I can't prove it, but deep down I'm sure of it. I've asked myself over and over. I'm with you, Rose. We'll just have to keep at it until something breaks. But what? What can we do? Well, we can go to the source. Walter Laszlo himself. What? I think you should confront him in person. I couldn't do that. I'd be terrified. Well, just talk to him. Tell him what you saw. We just deny everything. Yes, but even if he's full of alibis, we'd still get closer to the truth. You're the only witness, Rose. You can make him squirm better than anyone. But he might try to, to kill me. No, not if I wire you with a microphone. I, I could listen in. Make sure you're all right. Oh, John. I don't know. I... Oh, okay. Okay, then forget it. It is risky, and you shouldn't do it unless you really feel sure. Oh, but I do feel sure. I'm sure that he's guilty. So I... I may as well face him. I've got to sooner or later. Or I'll go crazy. Yes? What can I do for you? Recognize me, Mr. Laszlo? Recognize... Why? You're the late-night jogger and the mysterious phone caller, hmm? You have a good memory. You selling magazines door-to-door now, Miss, uh, Scribner, wasn't it? Oh, that's not my real name. I'm Rose Rossman. Although you may remember me as Rose Palmer. That's where I know you from. Lawrence High, 1962. Well, come on in, Mrs. Rossman, and I'll finally find out what this is about. I'm here because of that incident out on Cold Soil Road. It's hardly an incident. I had a flat tire. This is going to seem blunt, but I'm still upset over what happened, Mr. Laszlo. Upset? Why should you be upset? I'm the one who had to shell out 50 bucks for a new tire. I'm upset 
about the way you treated me when I tried to help. You gave me a look that made my blood run cold. Well, I'm sorry if I was rude. I wasn't too happy that night. Is that a crime? No. But what I saw in your trunk was... Just what are you getting at? You know what I saw. Your face showed it. Mrs. Rossman, I've warned you before, this is harassment. Now, if you don't lay off, I'm going to call the police. Go ahead, call them. And while you're at it, tell them what it was you had stuffed in your trunk. Oh, this is preposterous. You built up some kind of wild fantasy. Have I, Walter? Don't play dumb with me, Rose. You haven't been able to stand the sight of me ever since we were teenagers. That's not ever true. since we broke up. You're out to get me, aren't you? Because I jilted you. Well, I'm going to make that call to the police. No, I... I just think we should talk. Sorry, Mrs. Rossman. Case closed. Where are we headed now, Donald? Back to the office, I guess. You're upset with me. Disappointed, I... I mean, I had no idea you had a motive for going after Laszlo. Oh, Donald, please believe me. That old business has nothing to do with it. Perhaps not consciously. But somewhere in there you remembered. And you were prejudiced right from the start. I wasn't prejudiced. I saw him with a body. Well, anyhow, we don't have much of a case now. Between Mrs. Laszlo showing up and now this. But you were so sure. Oh, it's my own fault. Like the chief said, I... I was too eager. I, I jumped to conclusions. Maybe, maybe we were just misdirected. Huh? Well, maybe Walter Laszlo is guilty, but uh, of some other crime. What do you mean? Uh, remember when we first met? You described the misdirection principle. How people tend to overlook the obvious solution and then... And overlook the obvious. You think that it's possible... That we were looking for the wrong victim... It's not Mrs. Laszlo. It's... Jeanette Russo. Of course. She is missing. Oh, it was staring us right in the face. I can't believe it. Oh, we gave Laszlo far too much credit. This case isn't complex. It's simple. Jeanette showed up at Walter's expecting to work, and he killed her. She might have been trying to blackmail him. Or maybe they just fought. Whatever the motive... It really is a near-perfect crime. No accomplices, no tricks. And no one is expecting Jeanette back for days. It's awful. But I almost feel relieved. Rose, forgive me for doubting you. Oh, don't be silly. I don't blame you at all. It's Laszlo. He's so sure of himself. Well, that won't last. Let me pay a visit to Marion Joubert to see if she's willing to swear out a missing persons report. On Jeanette Russo. Who is it? It's Donald Fisher, Miss Uber. May I come in? Mr. Fisher. Is it about Jeanette? I still haven't heard from her. Well, I think that she may be missing. This isn't easy. You see, we're afraid that it may be a homicide. Oh, Oh, not Jeanette. Oh, no. We don't know for sure. But we can't question Laszlo until a missing person report has been filed. Would you be willing I'll to... I'll do whatever you say. And any clues you can give me. Photos, what she was wearing, what she had with her. Well, she was wearing slacks and a jacket. And she had her usual overnight bag. Keys, wallet, makeup kit. Oh, yes. And her calculator. A calculator? Mm. Uh, wh- what kind? What make? Well, I don't know. 
No, just a thin little pocket kind. You know, it goes beep, beep, beep when you set the alarm. She uses it to wake up in the morning. And she carries it with her? Sure, in her jacket pocket. It's real small. This may be our most important clue yet. Uh, Come on, I'll give you a ride to the station. The sooner you file that missing person report, the better. Rose, I'm going to do one last bit of sleuthing tonight. Sleuthing? What on earth for? I just don't want the chief getting all the credit. I'm going out to the cemetery. I think I know how to locate that body. I'm going with you. No. No, you've done plenty already. And besides, I'll be out half the night. I'll tell you what. Meet me in front of Laszlo's house tomorrow morning. If all goes well, I'll be there about eight. And maybe, just maybe, we'll be able to scare Laszlo into a confession. Sorry I'm late. What happened? Well, we got our proof. Jeanette's body is buried right where we figured. That little cemetery. How did you find it? Oh, you'll hear in a minute. But first, we got to pin down Walter Laszlo before Chief Redding gets here. You again? I thought I told you. Good morning, Walter. This is Donald Fisher, private investigator. He's helping me with your case. What case? The murder of Miss Jeanette Rousseau. Jeanette? Well, I, I, I don't understand. Well, you will, soon enough. Jeanette's roommate had filed a formal complaint, Walter. And Chief Redding is on his way here right now. Well, this is outrageous. Look, they'll go easier with you if you confess to us, Laszlo. We know the whole story, Walter. How she came over to help juggle the book. But you have no proof of that. I... She, she, she never... Well, anyway, she's out of town. She's on vacation. Wrong, Laszlo, wrong. Jeanette's in town. Buried in the grave of a Mr. Oki Spindell, out on Cold Soil Road. Well, how could, how could you know something like that? Oh, you covered your tracks pretty well, except for one big mistake. You forgot to empty her pockets when you disposed of the body. She had a certain small item with her, something you see many times. Something she used whenever you two did your accounting. Her calculator. And Jeanette's roommate told me she used it as an alarm every morning. And I had an idea. I went out to the cemetery before dawn this morning and brought along some microphones. My surveillance equipment. Super sensitive. I found the three most recent grave sites and set up my mics, pointing right at each mound of fresh dirt. Then I sat down and waited. For a long time, all I could hear in my headphones was the wind. And then at 7.45 sharp, I heard it. Jeanette's alarm, beeping through four feet of cold earth, trying to wake her up one last time. But we know she didn't wake up, did she, Walter? I, I don't, I don't know how it happened. I, I didn't mean it. There's the chief pulling up now, Walter. You better talk fast. Rose, you were right. You did see hatred in my eyes that night. Hatred for Jeanette, for you, for all the women all through my life who tried to outsmart me. Jeanette tried it too. She wanted too much. She wanted part of the company. She wanted control. I, I couldn't let her just just push me around. Oh, Mrs. Rossman, Fisher. What are you doing here? Just wrapping up our case, Chief. I think you'll find Mr. Laszlo has a few things to tell you. Come on, Rose, let's go. Hey, Fisher, wait. If you have any questions, Chief, just call our office. My new partner and I will be glad to help out. 
partner. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You're just what I've been looking for, Rose. And I, for one, don't feel threatened by a woman with brains. They'll make ideal partners. Rose, an avid reader, has a keenly formed intellect. Donald is street smart and relies on his intuition. And yet, Laszlo was uncovered because Rose acted on instinct. And he confessed only when caught in Donald's web of logic. A therapist would call this role reversal. An actor would say they're playing against character. For newly united Donald and Rose, this merely confirms the fact that opposites do attract. I'll be back shortly. surprising that Donald and Rose never met in school. He showed more aptitude for fun than academics, while she trudged home every night with an armload of books. And yet, had they opened each other's yearbooks, they'd have found the same aspiration beneath their senior picture. To do something I like and get paid for it. The moral, hang on to your dreams, as well as your yearbook. Our cast included Evelyn Juster, Lloyd Batista, and Sam Gray. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is Tommy Grimes, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time. Pleasant dreams. enjoyed this evening's presentation and that you will join us again Monday through Friday at 11.05 p.m. The best way to enjoy Mystery Theater is to turn off the lights, lock up the house, and listen as E.G. Marshall opens the squeaky door on a new story. The Mystery Theater players and the 